Hey, welcome to the Eddie Hot Podcast. I am your host and teacher, Eddie Hyatt. So glad you joined me today as we continue our exciting series on spiritual warfare. I mean, these are truths, folks, that we really need to know today, that Christians need to know, because uh, uh, Satan is rearing his ugly head as never before. Uh, You've probably seen reports of, you know, demonic displays in uh, very popular TV presentations, uh, people dressed up like Satan, uh, well-known singers like Satan and demons and going through all kinds of uh, far out gyrations and so on. And so uh, Satanism is, is coming more and more out in the open. And so we need to know who we are we need to know our rights and stand our ground. Now, I want to talk to you today more about the authority that is ours over Satan and demons. We were talking about this yesterday, but I want to I want to continue this. We do not have to be afraid of Satan demons. We don't have to be afraid of witches and and uh, warlocks and uh, psychics and so on. Uh, this was made very real to Sue and me in the early days of our ministry. Uh, we were planting a new congregation in Sue's hometown of St. John, New Brunswick. And uh, a well-known witch attended services <laughs> that we were having. Of course, I'm, I'm new there. I don't know anybody. Sue didn't, didn't know of this person either. But several people came to me concerned about the presence of this witch. Apparently, she was well-known in this city of about 90,000 people. And, of course, they wondered if she was trying to work some spell or sorcery on our fledgling congregation. So, several of us met together to pray about the situation. Now, while praying, I saw a vision. I call it just a mini-vision. It was just a picture that came up, but I knew it was from the Holy Spirit. And uh, it was a vision of a room filled with dark smoke representing the devil. But then a wind representing the Spirit of God came and blew through the room, and the smoke was blown away. It was blown out of the room, and it was gone. Now, This happened because the smoke had no substance or strength with which to resist the wind. When the wind came along, the smoke was removed. It was blown right out and away. At this very same time, another person saw a similar vision. And then a powerful prophecy came forth that gave me, forever gave me, a new perspective on the devil. And this is what God said to us that day. My power is so far surpassing any power possessed by the devil, he is not worthy of the attention you were giving him. Isn't that something? It it seemed that even perhaps God was perturbed that we had this prayer meeting to pray about some little witch or, 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 or devils and demons. Let me say that again, what we heard the Holy Spirit say to us. He said, my power is so far surpassing any power possessed by the devil. He is not worthy of the attention you are giving him. 
Well, Paul talks about this very thing. He affirms this in Ephesians chapter 1, verses 15 through 23. Listen to this. He speaks of the overwhelming victory of Jesus over Satan. He speaks of Christ being raised from the dead by the mighty power of God and being seated at God's right hand in the heavenly places. Now, right hand in Scripture is symbolic of authority and power. Psalm 98.1, for example, says of God, His right hand and His holy arm have, have gotten Him the victory. There's a passage that talks about God bringing out the children of Israel out of Egypt's bondage, that He brought them out with a, uh, with a mighty arm and an outstretched hand. His right hand, His power, the right hand speaks of His might and power. So when Paul says that Jesus is now seated at the right hand of God, this has this says much more than Jesus is seated on the right side of God. It is infused with symbolism. And it is saying that Jesus is seated at the pinnacle of the universe. Jesus being seated at the right hand of God is saying that he is seated in the place of ultimate authority and power. Now, Paul goes on to say that the place where Christ is seated, and this is in Ephesians chapter 1, verse, verse 21 now, he says this place where he is now seated after his resurrection, he says it is far above, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but in that which is to come. Not just a little ways above, but far above above all principality and power. So it doesn't matter what kind of principality or power it may be, even Satan himself, the place where Christ is now seated is far above them all. This is Paul telling us of the overwhelming defeat of Satan through the cross, resurrection, and ascension of Jesus. Now, Here's what is incredible. In this passage, Ephesians 1, 15 through 23, Paul says that the same power that raised Jesus from the dead and seated him in that place of ultimate authority, that same power, he, Paul says, is now at work in you and in me. No wonder Satan trembles at the child of God who knows his or her position and authority in Christ Jesus. Wow. Don't let anybody give you a belief or a system of teaching about spiritual warfare that is based on the Old Testament. I mean, we, we see spiritual warfare in the Old Testament, especially Daniel. People like to use Daniel, where uh, uh, Michael appeared to Daniel while Daniel was in fasting and prayer and said... Uh, that he had tried to come to him, but the prince of Persia, obviously talking about some kind of spiritual demonic prince, the prince of Persia had, uh, had, had held him up for, I think it was 21 days or something like this. And so uh, people like to use these Old Testament scriptures. But here's what I want to say. There was a tremendous shift that took place in the heavenly realm, in the realm of the spirit, 
when Jesus died on the cross and then when he was raised from the dead, something happened in the realm of the spirit. There was a defeat of Satan and demonic forces. I'd like to compare it to a, a general who is court-martialed. Um, say a five-star general, that's as high as you can get. He is court-martialed. He is found guilty of treason. And so he is court-martialed. He's stripped of his authority. And he's drummed out of the army. Now the generals still exist. But he no longer has any authority. If, however, this general puts on his uniform with all his military medals, he will be able to exercise authority over those who do not know the truth of his court martials. He may go to another base somewhere where they haven't heard about his court martial and being stripped of his authority, and he'll be able to go in there, and the ones who don't know the truth, and, 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 and go in there in a bluster and commands and order people around. However, for those who know the truth, even the smallest private can tell that former general to get lost. And that's how it is with Satan. Satan is a defeated foe. Wow. You know, Sue and I, back in the 1990s, we had the privilege of working with Teal and Daisy Osborne. And Teal Osborne is, I call him the elder statesman of modern miracle evangelism because he pioneered this whole thing, um, you know, picked up by people like Reinhard Monkey and others of having mass crusades in Africa, India, outdoor crusades, uh, where you preach a simple gospel message, but then pray for the sick and, uh, and, and miracles take place and so on. But Teal, he strongly, well, they both did, believed in the present defeat of Satan. I heard him tell about a miracle crusade his ministry sponsored in Africa. And among the many thousands that had gathered in the open air were hundreds of witch doctors who'd come there with their fetishes to cast curses and spells on the foreign preacher, that is, on T.L., Knowing this, the supporting pastors approached him and wanted to lay hands on him and pray for his protection from the devil, from, from these witch doctors and from the devil and from these curses before going on the platform. He L emphatically refused their prayer. <laughs> he said no. Why would he do that? Well, this is what he said. He said, I would not insult my Lord in that way. I would not insult my Lord in that way. Well, that, that goes along with what we heard the Spirit of God say to us when we were all concerned about a witch that had visited our service. God said, my power is so far surpassing any power the devil has. He's not worthy of the attention you're giving him. Well, Teal went on the platform that day. He preached the good news of Jesus and his victory over Satan and all the powers of hell. Many came to Christ that day. Many were miraculously set free from all kinds of illnesses and bondages. And some Christian pastors realized in a new way 
that they did not have to be afraid of witch doctors and the devil. And you don't have to be afraid of witches. I'll close with this. You know, even under the old covenant, the enemies of God could not cast spells and curses on God's people. We read in Numbers 23, 8, how Balak, the king, I believe the king of Moab, hired the prophet Balaam to curse Israel. But after seven attempts, he had to admit he couldn't do it. The curse wouldn't take. And uh, he said to Balak, he said, how shall I curse whom God is not cursed? Not working, can't do it. Now, if this were true under the old covenant, how much more is it true under this new and better covenant that we have through the blood of Jesus Christ? Wow. And I'll leave you with these words of Jesus, Matthew 28, 19. Immediately after emerging from the tomb as a mighty conqueror over death, hell, Satan, and the grave, he said to his disciples, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations. So know your rights, my friends, and as a child of God, and stand your ground. I'm Eddie Hyatt. This is the Eddie Hyatt Podcast. I hope you'll check out my uh, website, eddiehyatt.com. There's a lot of articles there that will bless you. There's a link to my blog where there's all kinds of other articles. There's a bookstore with some books that will bless you. One in particular along these lines are uh, two of them that I will mention. One is called Angels of Light, and it's about how to recognize and discern uh, uh, evil spirits and deceiving spirits. And the other one is Prophets and Prophecy, and it is in a proactive way. It it teaches what how the gift New Testament gift of prophecy operates, but also has a lot there about how to recognize false prophets and false prophecies. And so I know those things will be a blessing to you, and I'll look forward to seeing you on Monday. God bless.